Deep Dive, the live dive beyond the game. Hybrid, how are you, Mr. Smith? Good. Trent, how are you, buddy? Doing very well. A few things to discuss tonight. So few things. Next three teams. So we've got the Hawkers, we've got the D's, and, and the Roos yeah. as well. So this is part of our season review series. So basically, we're going to spend the next few weeks still doing all the teams over 2018 and kind of look back. So the idea is to kind of go back, have a look at the season, what worked, what didn't work, what was really bad, what was really bad, and then what was Gold Coast. Really? Yeah, yeah, which if you missed it, uh, go back to last week's episode, you'll see exactly what we mean when it comes to Gold Coast. If you happen to have missed the 2018 season. I don't think, yeah, that's it. So we struggled a little bit through that one because there wasn't a lot to say. But no. these three teams, I think there's a fair amount to discuss, I would have thought. Yeah, a lot more depth in how their seasons panned out. Um, obviously, a couple of those teams in this week's episode, a lot of people wouldn't have had much thoughts about where they were going to finish For finals. finals yeah. And they sort of surprised in that regard. And obviously, um, Melbourne will get into yeah. very soon. So, Well, two in the finals and one pretty close. Yeah. So there's a fair bit to discuss out of this episode. Absolutely. So before we do, massive thanks to our sponsors from Hops to Home. Hops to Home Craft Beer so, Delivery Service. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Uh, so no diversions. Craft beer delivered directly to your door. Fresh craft beer canned. Literally beer. only had to get out of this seat to the front door. Got That's it. it. It's a matter of metres. Click the button and you're done. So check out hopstahome.com.au. Amazing delivery service of craft beer. Discount, we're still doing the promo. Okay. So if you put in the promo code AFL Deep Dive in the promo code selection when you do the checkout, you get $25 off your first order, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. Very, very, very well priced. I don't see fresh craft beer. I don't see any retailers doing that type of offer. No, zero. I've seen zero. I, I've seen zero. So definitely check them out, hopstahome.com.au. Let's bang into, into let's do the reviews. But before one, that, you yeah, you wanted to bring thing, up something first. One small thing I'd like to raise. Uh, so AFL, this is very much in our wheelhouse. So I guess the first thing I would say is we're not going to be covering the draft tonight. Um, it's tomorrow, it, well, that's why. It's in about 10 minutes and basically there's no point really doing it now. Last week felt too far away. This week kind of feels a little bit too close. Yeah. Uh, but aside from anything, like <laughs> you and I, I think, and this podcast has always been about now like and, and, and or you know just things that have happened yeah we're, we're not really up for it. there's a lot of spot you know podcasts that do high amounts of speculation i'm kind of more interested in discussing things that have actually happened yeah the whole crystal ball thing is not much of our sort of bag, mo really. yeah except obviously the typical ones at the start of the year yeah, pick your top but eight grand that's final a bit of fun, though, bit of fun yeah ultimately we have no idea what's going to happen in the draft and there's going to yeah. be the other thing I think too is given there's going to be trades on the night possibly as well, even more reason to probably just let the dust settle and then we can talk about it. So we will go through the draft next week. I mean, yeah, briefly, I think Isaac Rankin's, if he's not going to go top one, he'll definitely go in the top two. I think Rankin and Walsh are definitely going to make up the top two. And then after that, I mean, obviously both the King boys are going to be in the 10. And then there's, you know, there's a lot of quality there. It's a very deep draft. So there'll be lots to discuss yeah. next week. Yeah, absolutely. And then there'll be obviously... Your picks in your 40s, 50s, much later in the draft where everyone's going, how did that person get picked up yeah. so late and um, lucky to the team that does? So, yeah, we'll go into more detail next, next week. week. So yeah. we might break it up. If you've been following this week in, week out, we've been doing three teams next week. We might do two and a draft overview and then make up the slack the week after. We'll see how we go. Yeah, I reckon that might be the way to go. But let's, let's head it straight into the team. So... As we discussed, we did GWS last week, so next into Hawthorne. So the Hawks, as you said, like that's sort of the key point with these three teams. Really, weren't like, they were teams that I don't think anyone saw, you know, really making a big dent into the season. And this team, and obviously the next, actually did have a, a fair impact. Yep. I guess off the top, like before we really get into it. So looking back on Hawthorne season through twenty eighteen, I mean they they really really like. They kind of, they showed so much, but then simultaneously they were fairly disappointing. It's, it's a really hard team to talk about. It is in that regard, because, yeah. Because like, they overachieved and they underachieved. Do you know what I mean? Like simultaneously. Absolutely. It's a bizarre sort of situation. Well, to finish top four and then go in straight sets, you say fail in yeah. finals. So obviously we're lucky to get to where they did at the pointy end of the season. A couple of teams fell off. Yeah. Uh, when the going went um, 
tough and tough, whatnot. Yeah. And then, and this is no disregard to Brisbane. Brisbane showed that they could match it with most of the teams, but for a top four team to finish beat be beaten by them twice, mm. again, a bit of a fail there. So overall, though, I think over exceeded most people's expectations. You and I didn't have them no. playing finals at all. At all. And to finish top four with a team that's in transition, uh, any Hawthorne supporter out there, even the diehard, will have to say there's a transition there. We're still, it's still a heavily laden team of um, experience. So yeah. still one of the oldest lists in the comp and they've been able to, to manage success relatively yeah. okay after such a long period of really high su- success. Well, um, I think I think ultimately they had they had a fair few injuries throughout the year as well. That and losing Cyril. Well, losing Cyril didn't didn't, help. didn't exactly help. But I don't know. Like, I know that sounds really weird, but ultimately, they to me, they underachieved and overachieved simultaneously. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends which angle you, you look at. We really could do two different episodes purely just on on the two different angles of where they've gone because they they made a really like you look at if you like like a, de- like a decade's time you'd look back and think, gee, Hawthorne did all right that year. And then if you like nail down week by week and you have a look at the teams they beat, go, the teams you lose, gee, you go, they shouldn't have lost that game. Wow, they won that game. Yeah, probably shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah, and losing to Brisbane twice obviously didn't didn't exactly help. That that wasn't ideal. No, so <laughs> that didn't one, help at all. No, that didn't help at all. So it's a funny team to discuss. I think. Look, they they they've got they've got some clear direction going forward. I think they figured out what pieces go where. They did pretty well in the trade. I think. Yeah. Um, Blues and Burton wasn't ideal, but it's not. I don't think if, that's the end of the world. But if Wingard makes up for it by adding scoreboard pressure, pressure. then it's probably a, a win-win for both teams. Yeah. I think, obviously, having a Brownlow medalist in Tom Mitchell, um, a lot of people... were he's uh, Yeah, he's been there for two years and dominated. Um, getting O'Meara on the park, basically, for 90% of the time, massive yeah. win there, and hopefully he can build on from there. So they're starting to realise that that core midfield and where teams were exposing them is yeah. starting to be balanced and now they just sort of need to think about, okay, what's going to happen when Roughhead retires? He's probably got a year, well, I'm two max. Hasn't retired. Yeah, and, and how do they build on from there? So yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting team to watch. I, at this stage, think they'll be one of the teams that drop on the ladder. Yeah. Only because they for over... Where well, they overachieved, yeah. yeah. Four is pretty high. I that mean, was a bit ridiculous. Had they finished eighth or seventh, you'd sit there and go, oh, they're probably going to finish there again. And I think that's where they'll be next yeah. year. Obviously, they're the last team to enter the draft tomorrow. They come in at about 52 or 53. So mm-hmm. most teams have had five picks by then. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's what that's the nature of how Hawthorne have been doing. Yeah, with Graham Wright's trade for now, yeah. Yeah, they trade for now and do stuff in the... Uh, before the draft to just continue getting that experienced player that's not too old yet yeah. um, so they can just continue hunting flags. I mean, yeah, looking back, I mean, it, it was a season that... I don't think it's a season to be forgotten, put it that way. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like a Port Adelaide season where it was a real, uh, I think, a waste in a lot of respects because it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's the case with Hawthorne. I think, you know, they discovered players in Warple who was really good throughout the year. Sisley looked better, obviously had his injury problems, but... He's going to be a star for me. Yeah, like, he looks. I mean, he, he looks loves like the a big stage. Star. Yeah. and I think Bruce and Gunston were both really good all year. That's a big reason how they were able to get to the top four. Uh, and then I think some of the. I think look for me, Stratton was really stiff not to get all Australian. I think he was almost the most stiff to not get all Australian at the back end of the year. And you and I have been really, you know, positive on him. I think he's he's an, a genuine star. And people just because of you know whether it's his mullet or kind of the way he acts and very sort of nonchalant. I don't know whether that's part of it, but people don't give him the credit that's yeah. due at all. Now, there's a, and there is a, n- a number of um, backmen like that. Obviously, we um, talked about Phil Davis from the Giants. Yeah. He, he's arguably the best top or best two or three legitimate fullbacks in the competition. His ability to um, stop the best forwards in the comp says heaps about him, and he still can't get a, a nod or an accolade um, like all Australian Guernsey either, or struggles yeah. to. So, yeah, it's, look, Stratton, and he'll be the first to admit that he'd, he'd rather not get all those sort of accolades. accolades. He, 
He's a bit of a... He deserved uh, that, though. He, oh, he so does, good. absolutely. He's very good. And, and can play big or small. I mean, you look at his record against someone like Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts, arguably, the greatest small forward we've ever seen. Yeah. And... He can tell. And, Strat- and, Strat- yeah, and Stratton's been constantly... Uh, had the ability smalls, to stop yeah. him um, and then go tall as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And he can do sets at Revolver as well. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and do craft beer. And make craft beer as well. Yeah, all three. Yeah, so, so he's very good at... No, he's, he's a genuine star. But I think ultimately, yeah, Hawks... If they can... I mean, look... Be, it's going to be they're very much I mean obviously I can't wait to see every team next year but they're mm. very much in the wheelhouse of a team that I can't wait to see because of the new pieces that have come in can they get Scully right there's a lot of questions around it if they can I mean it'll be a genius yeah. move again yeah if they can get the players they've picked on the park and, and gelling quickly yeah. big win if not it's been a big risk because not only do they lose uh a long-term prospect in the back line in Burton who could potentially push through the midfield, yeah. they gave up pick 15 as well. Yeah, which, so, yeah. Yeah. They might have paid overs, but we'll it's, wait and see. it's too hard to tell. If he comes yeah. out and has another All-Australian year, because that's the thing, people forget how good of a player he was. Exactly right. We had a few people saying after uh, we discussed that through the trade period, we had a few people tweeting at us saying, oh, we, I don't agree with you boys, you know. Wingard's not that good of a player, and it's like mm, I think you forget how good he was. He was a pretty bloody good player. If he's if he can be that sort of a player, star again. quality, absolutely was. He was one of the uh, most sought after small forwards that could yeah. go through the midfield for three or four years running. And who knows? He may there may have been a, a disagreement with the way coach was oh, playing yeah. him. Who knows? We'll wait and see. He's obviously got a strong relationship with uh, Clarko. Even Burton said that. Um, he knew that Clarko and, and Wingard uh, were pretty close. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And I guess there's still some di- big deficiencies in Hawthorne's list. And, and when you lose one or two players, they were exposed. I mean, not having Birchall for most of the year, yeah. obviously. That hurt le- a lot. Yeah, he, leaked. Um, he's, just re- that, he's retired now, so, yeah. Virtual. Not virtual, uh, White, um, Wycross. Wycross, yeah. yeah. And and obviously losing Cyril and not having that pressure and ability to yeah. score hurt at both ends. So they've got a bit to work on as far as continuing to be up at that elite level. Yeah. I think they'll be competitive though again next year and they'll be thereabouts to play finals. You'd think so, yeah. I mean, I, I liked a lot of their game style. I like what they were doing. I think they are a team that, I mean, obviously they're still very, very well coached. Are we going to see an immediate impact of, you know, Rat and leaving and some of the pieces that have fallen out yeah, of the Yeah, and Andy system? Russell's, yeah. They lost a lot of other outside. Yeah, I think finally well. a couple of these sort of key figures have left the club. So I'm, people have been leaving the club for ages, though. That's the way I look at it. I mean, there's been a lot of quality leave that club like in terms of the coaching ranks. Like, and players. I mean, get some back with Sam Mitchell and um, I've forgotten the other guy's name. I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, but they did. I mean, yeah, they've got. And Clarko's a smart guy. He, he, he'll, 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 he's probably just building it again like he did in 05. Who knows? But it's in, as I say, <laughs> Clarko, we trust. That's it. I mean, I, look, but ultimately, looking back, I think they had a good season. I, I can't mark it too harshly. Ultimately, I think they overachieved, but they've got to win. I mean, it's the thing you say a lot, but it's they've got to win those games they should win. Yeah, absolutely. And when um, it comes to finals, I mean, that's. Four finals in a row that they've lost now. Yeah, it's not so, ideal. Not ideal. No, I. But I, I think they'll come back stronger next year. But ultimately, looking back through the year, I, I, yeah, I don't think they did too poorly. No. So we actually both had them at ninth. Looking back, actually, I didn't realise we had them both in the exact same position because yeah. we did these separate without speaking to each other. Um, we didn't say anything to each other beforehand, and there's a bunch of the, of of um, teams who had the exact same exact position. Same, yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I think that was probably where a lot of people probably saw Hawthorne, uh, but I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to be better, and I think they learned a lot through this season. I think that's, that's the way I look at it. Oh, yeah, don't disagree. I think they'll be a better team. I just don't think they'll finish as high, because I think there's going to be a lot better teams yeah, next year. Yeah, well, I think the problem is there's going to be a lot of competition, hey? Yeah, heaps of competition. Yeah, I think, I think the season's going to be even more even than it was last year. Yeah, I agree. Just a, I meant to mention this off the top as well, but just a very brief one. AFLX, so... Oh, AFLX, AFLX. Yeah. So AFLX, this is very much in our wheelhouse. So they basically just copied the NBA with the All-Star Game. So if you haven't seen this, AFLX this year is going to be under a different format. And basically what they're going to be doing 
is picking all-star teams. So is it going to be on a basketball court too? Yes, it's going to be on a basketball court with a basketball. Brilliant. Uh, and it'll be done in America. Fantastic. So. <laughs> and it's going to be held in uh, February as well? Y- yes. Oh, and they're going to score about 200 points each. Yeah. Awesome. And then Boogie will come back for the game. Yes. Uh, I like it already. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's exactly the same idea. So basically, if you've missed this, there'll be Team Dangerfield, Team Fife, Team Martin, and Team Buddy. I don't know about Team Buddy now. That's going to have to change because I don't think Buddy's going to be, be up for it if you miss that. Yeah, he's going to have That'll be Team Vickery, I would assume. Vickery, yeah. yeah. Vickers is coming so back Vick- out of retirement. Both teams he team paid for paid him so much money that they're going to get their money back now. Apparently, Phil is going to offer like $50,000, $60,000 to these guys to play. So there'll be big financial incentive to play. I'm sure some of the clubs will turn around and say, you're on crack. You're not playing. Like if you're yeah, they've all got going to get paid a million dollars a year. Forget about sixty grand. They've all got hamstring injuries. Well, that's what happened last year. Remember, <laughs> they said I oh, have hurt his leg and Buddy's hurt his arm and yeah. oh, one person tripped over and can't play. And anyway, it was just funny because they we if you I can't remember what episode it was, but we said during the year it would be hilarious if they just copied this all star format. And, uh, and, and adapted it into something either in an all-star game or with an AFLX or something like that and that's exactly what they did so I thought that was pretty funny that but is a bit funny either way the annoying thing is I like the idea to some degree that you know it's, it's you know star players picking different people I get it but I kind of want to see it with normal rules not, not with AFLX rules as well so that probably you don't like the Zupa girl? no I'm not <laughs> not too deep into the Zupa okay don't so really, that was right up your back. No, no, I don't really <laughs> like the zebra and the lights and the, the animals dancing around. But anyway, surely you like Carlton wearing the silver, the pajamas, and the silver ball. You like the silver? Ball? They won the AFLX. They that, did. That shows the standard. That of the is a reason. The not worst team of the year to follow it. Yes. Anyway, so that a few people tweeted at us and said it was funny as that you guys guessed the new AFLX format like mo- literally months ago. We we discussed this randomly in an episode, <laughs> but anyway. So that's that. There you go. What do we think about it? That's what we think. I don't I think, think about a, it. I think it's a waste. <laughs> literally, of time. I don't think about it. No, we don't think about it. But that's. I mean, luckily there's AFLW. A few people were curious what we think about. Look, ultimately, I think it's it's terrible that it that it breeds into AFL. W's time. Yeah, same. I, I think, think that's criminal. woeful, and we spoke about that last year. I think it's really poor in every respect. Like it makes no sense. They're trying to build AFLW. Why would they simultaneously put on an exhibition joke game? Like and ultimately, it makes no sense that most people won't play. It's not a fledging sport like cricket. Like cricket was losing. Yeah, people to the game. Test cricket, one and, person and, watches. So yeah. They had to make up T Twenty, and yeah, so and it works for that type yeah. of sport. Whereas we continue to get tens of thousands to to get fifteen thousand to Suns v Cam. Like, I mean, that's a phenomenon. Like some rugby games don't even get that, and they're the two best teams coming. We get fifteen thousand to the this two the worst thing. teams coming. Exactly. Like, there was there was at least eighty thousand at the China game. Like, According to oh, the head honcho of the AFL, eight hundred thousand people at the game. Yeah, so we but don't no. need it. We don't need to change the format to build interest or anything like that. I think it's just a cop out from the AFL personally to have this. It's just a bit sad. I, I don't. Really, especially when we're trying to push women's. Especially, I agree. When mm-hmm. we're trying to push the women's women's game, let it just Which breathe by its own. Success, yeah. Just give it some space to um, get uh, more traction um, and more interest, rather than having all this. Fluff and noise on a game that nobody cares about. No, because it, it's not football; it's something else. Yeah, the time frame of it I don't like as well. Like everything about it makes no sense. I don't want to sound like no. an angry old man, but ultimately, like it, it a little bit. Yeah, it can be an angry old man. But like I think it's fair enough about AFLX. So Russ has uh, just said on uh, Facebook, "Bring back State of Origin." Yeah, you know, I, I, that would be awesome. That would be good. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think you either do an all, and I, look, I can't blame them for copying the NBA idea. I know we joked about it off the top, but. It's a pretty good idea, obviously. Like having so, if you don't follow NBA, basically they did team this year just gone because the All Star game in the NBA was falling apart because no one wanted to play in it and it was just sort of a bit of a joke. But this year they had Team LeBron and Team Curry, and basically they selected who they wanted to play on their team, and that's basically what's happening here. Like you can't blame them because it is a good idea, but I think there'd be a lot more and it'd be a bit more Australian and a bit more AFL if they were to do State of Origin. Yeah, but it's hard. I get why that they can't really do. The problem, yeah, the problem is because it's not just two states that dominate anymore. It's a national game. Yeah, 
I mean, traditionalists like myself would love just to see Vic v SA just all the time. Yeah. Um, there's a massive hatred there. And occasionally we like to see SA and WA beat each other up. Mm. Um, and obviously WA has such a big AFL mm. um, following some of the best players uh, coming out of WA. But the Territory, Tassie, everyone's going to go, well, what about me? What about me? So it makes it more difficult now to bring back state of origin mm. as it was. Yeah. If we were going to do it, if the AFL uh, even thought about it, it would have to be a, more of an all-star. East versus West. And within Victoria, you would divvy up those teams depending yeah. on where they are geographically located yeah. in Victoria. And half would be on the west and the other would be on the east. Yeah, like Tassie v Gold Coast or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah something Just like the, that. The, the sort of more traditional rivals. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that's that. Um, let's move into Melbourne. But I think that's what we had to say about Hawthorne. Yeah, it's, it's a hard... Because we could really do two separate discussions. That's kind of the most more sort of like straight down the line discussion because you could Correct. easily go oh they were incredible then you could easily go right down the other end and say oh well they lost to Brisbane they did this they did that yeah but I think yeah I think there's a few aspects of their game they had a Jekyll and Hyde year yeah and there's a few aspects of their game that I think definitely can be improved oh heaps but that I, I'm yeah you can't really kind of bat too deep into it because they're probably going to be amazing again next year so there's probably no need given that sort of a, a coaching group they have. Anyway, yeah. so let's, let's go into the Ds. The Ds. Next. So, yeah. Ds, obviously huge amount of pressure on them coming into season 2018. They absolutely should have made finals the year before. They missed out on point, was it point, point one, one percent? Two, was, yeah, something, percent. Something, something they missed out. That they should never have. West Coast um, won that game in the end and it meant that which they missed. Which is ironic. Which is, yeah, that's true actually. Yeah, it is ironic given where the season ended up. But basically, yeah, so obviously huge pressure coming in. And didn't it look a little, little shaky? Well, not a little shaky. It looked a lot shaky through a lot of the year. Well, it did. Because not only did they have the pressure of a missing finals, then they brought over, in controversy, Jake Lever. Yeah, on a lot of money. On a lot of money. So I was like, okay, well, you've got one of the best running backs in the comp who has just left a team that should have won a grand final. Yeah. You've got no excuses anymore. And as we know, then he got injured and he played for the he rest of the year. He got injured really so. quickly and he didn't play for the rest of the year. And, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, when when, Mel, when Max Gorn kicked that goal, like, really early on in the season against Geelong and missed it directly in, in front, front, it felt, again, like oh God, another he, Melbourne uh, choke season yep. is, is going to happen again. And then they lost to Geelong again. Later in, again. In Geelong. Um, and then so, it was... Yeah, yeah, a bit like Hawthorne, there was some games there you sit there and go, well, how did they lose those games when they were in such strong positions? And then, okay, they dominated the lower to end team. Like, any, any of the bottom four teams, I think they came up against, they belted by eight plus goals every time. And they yeah. got to double up on that a few times. So they, the percentage was never in a doubt. It was no. just, were they going to get the points to get them into the finals? Because as everyone knows, it was a pretty bloody tight season. It was, but it was. They but at the same time, they definitely stuffed up a lot. I think I think they really should have been further up the ladder. Uh, for me, I think Melbourne were pretty disappointing through the year. Yes, yes, they kind of proved themselves in the back end of the year. But... I don't know. So they finished fifth, which you have to say is good. So they finished with 14 8, 131%. So they belted a bunch of teams. Yeah. They, they really put teams away. They did that massive win against Adelaide in Darwin. So they had some really. Uh, Adelaide, uh, Adelaide. Alice Springs. Springs, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but that last minute scenario there was, was not ideal. Not ideal. No. And, yeah, and we'll get that in a sec. But funnily enough, and it's because. It's Melbourne we're talking about here. Yeah. They missed finals one year and finished fifth the next year. Any other team would be going, that's a win. But last but last year they should have played finals and this year they should have finished top four. So yeah. that's where the perce- perception is. And, and we're probably being a little bit harsh, but at the same time, not really. Because I think there's a lot of talent. Exactly. Though. And a lot of people and commentators out there would be saying exactly the same thing about them. They should have yeah. finished much higher and had the double chance. They should have finished top four as a bare minimum. I think they lost a lot of games. They definitely should have won. I think they absolutely could have gone top two. I think they're that good of a side. Yeah. And it obviously no Hogan and then no Lever didn't help. Um, to, to guaranteed kind of start walk. I'll start, start up 22s, yeah. 
I think one of the... That's a bit, yeah, that's kind of the negatives out of the way. I mean, ultimately, it was a disappointing finish, but they, they did do pretty well, you know... A couple of big wins in the finals. But still let us down, though. Like, we tipped them to beat... Um, Collingwood on um, Queen's birthday that didn't happen like there were a couple of these big occasions they just kept dropping I know they did okay in the finals but I don't know I, I yeah I mean I still find given how much talent is on this list I still was a bit disappointed I'll be honest like I still I'm, I'm, I'm not giving them a, a big pass mark or anything I think they were fine but they could have been amazing yeah. I'm not as harsh. I, I think they proved themselves in the finals of where, well, where how good a team they're going to be and yeah. how, how good they can be. And obviously, moving uh, McDonald up forward was a great result for them. And, yeah. And it just shows you how flexible that they are on paper to be able to lose what arguably was one of your best backmen and put him forward. And now he's your go to forward. Unbelievable, yeah. and who it's cares? almost and the move of the year. And yeah. It doesn't matter now because they've got May. Yeah, I was just going to say. To be honest, it's probably move of the year, and that's why yeah. they brought May in because McDonald's going to be permanent forward, and they've traded Hogan. So ultimately, yeah. um, it was a, yeah, it was exactly the next thing I was going to say, which is that 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 is a massive win. Yeah, barring uh, injuries, it's probably long term. Yeah. This year is probably the the appropriate um, stepping stone for them to have. Prolonged success over the next few years. I guess I'm still sort of... I still have that taste in my mouth from the the last game that Melbourne played, losing to West Coast by 66 points. Like, yeah. I know it was over there, but to lose by 10 goals for a team that beat Had them not that there. long ago, yeah. they beat them over there not that only like a few weeks prior, uh, that's disappointing. I, I, I'm not expecting them to win necessarily, but they needed to get within 10 or 20 points. And they really struggled all day that day. They were pretty poor. Pretty poor. So I think maybe I'm still running on that. But looking back through 18, yes, they proved themselves to a degree. But they need to back it up. And yeah, I, absolutely. I think, bare minimum, they need to get through to a prelim type of stage next year in order to be in that same position that they were last and they year. Need, and, and not choke. And exactly. Come, come prelim time, say they mm. get there. It can't be just, oh, we got to a prelim and... That's good enough. It has to be, we've got to be competitive and if they lose, it's got to be a small margin. But ultimately, until this team, a bit like GWS, until they get to a grand final, because they've got oh. talent on paper. Where's that going until, Yeah, until it, it too comes to fruition that they get, a, even get to a grand final, let alone win a flag. We know winning flags is a whole nother step, but getting to a grand final is probably where they need to be focusing right now. Yeah, and that's that's just the reality of it. As harsh as it is, when you finally do prove yourself and get through to that final stage, yeah. Sorry, but you've got to back it up. You can't just do it the once. Like there's there's more to it. So, yeah, that's not ideal. But ultimately, they had some very strong positives. I think their game plan generally held up against a lot of teams. They scored very heavily throughout the year, which is ideal. Uh, their their big the big thing for me though was just their ability to run games out and to lock leads down you don't once you get a decent lead which they got constantly in constantly the year, yeah nearly every game they played they were they were easily the best three-quarter team along with richmond i mean richmond just were able to then make it a four-quarter effort throughout the year most in victoria of the time. yeah in victoria yeah, of course yeah well that's because they, they get to play well they get to play 18 games in victoria or whatever yeah 17 of them at the g <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the NFL definitely wants them to do well. Yeah, absolutely. But and ultimately, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I, I think, yeah, I, I, good team this year, but for me, a bit disappointing. Yeah, one of the bigger disappointments because I think to lose by ten goals at the back end of the year after everything after everything that they'd done, yeah, disappointing. That's pretty average. But I, I, I get it. Like obviously, yeah. it was over there. West Coast went on to win the flag. So when you look back. But to be fair, West Coast were very, very poor at the start of the grand final and Collingwood really should have won that game. Yeah. That's the reality. reality. So I know West Coast won it and good on them, but ultimately Collingwood lost that game more than West Coast won it, I think. Personally, uh, you know, two minutes to go and you're up, I probably don't want to lose. No. So, but yeah, I think with, with the Ds... They're disappointing, looking, but I think disappointing. But I think that they can be better next year. I think uh, they, look, I, they've brought in the right people to yeah. to take them to the next level, and they get Lever back, barring any injuries. Like any team, they should. I mean, well, 
Birmingham, they're going to have finals on their mind. Yeah. And then I think internally, so. internally though, I think a lot of players will be, will be like, no, 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 no. Uh, prelim is a minimum for us. Oh, yeah. And that's, and that's what they need to... That's the, the carrot they need to be dangling in front of themselves because ultimately after that, once you get to a prelim, uh, it can go any way and then you find yourself in a grand final and really, we've seen many times it back... Oh, doesn't matter if you're the favourite and being the best team all year. Um, it's a team that comes with the right uh, mindset and game plan and executes on the and day. And they were pretty good. Like they, that's the thing. A lot of what they did was really good. They've just got to go that last step and then they'll yeah. be one of the top teams. I think the they learned a lot this year about Hopefully. playing under pressure in the dying minutes and making the right decisions. We thought this happened a few years ago and then it just didn't. Nah. No. I don't think now, I think they've got the avenues, the, the different yeah. plans of attack if... They've got possession and holding a slender lead, what to do with it. And if it's the other way around and they've got a slender deficit and they need to win the game, yeah. they know what to do there as well. I think that was a missing piece and I think a number of games helped Execution, them this year. Yeah. They lost some of them but learned a lot and then they were able hold to hold the them. lead. They just need to work yeah, they got the, to that much lock skill. the game down. Yeah, much, too and many skillful players on that list not to be able to... And a bunch of them kept making just ridiculous skill errors like Petrarca and that, you know, going long... Down the line in that Geelong game, it was just so stupid. Like little things like that. Every it's, now and then, you'd be like, "That's so 12. frustrating." Yeah, I know. But they're, <laughs> they're, they're right on the edge of being such an amazing team. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I think that's partially why I might come across harsh. I'm more frustrated because I think they can be such an incredible team. So I had Melbourne at eighth, and you had the D's at fifth. So you actually got their ladder position. Yeah, you got uh, it exactly I, on the mark. Don't know how I pulled that one, but <laughs> no, nah, well. <laughs> I think both of us thought they would rise, and yeah. that's that's a rise. That's they a finished rise, ninth, yeah. and I had them at eighth, and then they finished ninth, and you had them at, at fifth. So, we, on paper, they just looked too good not to. I don't finish disagree. In, I, I just felt that they yeah. would choke just a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. not not quite as much. But yeah, look, I think ultimately they, they're a very very good side that just has to get those last little pieces together, and when they can, yeah, I think they'll be. As good as nearly anyone. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I, th- I think they could, they could, ab- they could absolutely do a Richmond Dog type surprise win for sure, for sure. I don't think it'll be a surprise now. If they that's win the thing. Ne- if they win next year, everyone's get there and go, yes, yeah, so they should. Yeah. <laughs> that's the irony of it. That's where they're at. At this early stage, they're in my top four already. Probably top two for next year. You'd hope so. I think I'd probably have them in the four as well. So let's get into North North. Melbourne. So into the Kangas. So Old Mate North. Old Mate North. Uh, Everyone's wooden spoon predicament. Well, and almost. Nearly, yeah. Almost. uh, (laughs) We both had them in 17. Spoiler. Yeah. So So they. um, Someone had to finish 17. Yeah. But I think a lot of people had them down the bottom, even lower. But yeah, look, for me, one of the. Most entertaining sides for the year. Great to watch. Frustrating as all hell. Especially the second half. Bloody hell. Um, But obviously, and you and I said it a number of times in the first half while they were on a run, our concern was this is a team that's quite young. Mm. Were they going to be able to continue right throughout the year? Because they were at blistering pace for the first six to eight weeks. Yeah. And as it turned out, no. They no. and as young players, it's not a detriment to the team or the no, coaching. Yeah. Just young players. They, yeah. To not enough case in the legs no. of preseason after preseason and, and knowing what is needed to be done for no. twenty five weeks of the year. So the tank ran out. Tank ran, ran out. Ran juice. Uh, yep. Yeah, they um, no juice. They had an electric car and they didn't know where the uh, plug plug was. was. Yeah. <laughs> no, in look. the middle of the desert somewhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, North, massive achievement. Massive. Without yeah. a doubt. I think one of the biggest achievements of the year for me. Um, Agree, same. Given Second biggest surprise after West. Uh, yeah, after I think Colin West Coast West winning West. the flag is definitely, has to be looked at the biggest surprise. Yeah. Given a lot of people had them outside the eight to win the flag, obviously, is pretty massive. I think Collingwood making the grand final, that's the, you can almost argue they're the two, like, yeah. biggest things, especially given it's the final day. And they're both there. And they both, exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't see, yeah, I didn't see Carlton being that bad. Like, I didn't see them being appalling, but that doesn't fall into the moment. No, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not, no, surprised, I'm not surprised that surprised. they won the spoon, um, but how they won the spoon, a little bit. But yeah, North Melbourne. But North is the, the, the third probably biggest surprise. Everyone thought, okay, where are they going to, well, 
Don't you, we knew Ben Brown and White could kick goals, but it's like, well, how are White they going to get White plays about five games a year, though. But so. where are they going to get the, the pill from, and how is their back line going to hold up, and where's their pace? And all of a sudden, their two senior backmen... They found people out of nowhere. ...were just rock solid. Um, Goldie... Cunnington was incredible. Yeah, Goldie yeah. found his form again, so yeah. all of a sudden the midfield was able to... Um, be really competitive because they were getting good usage from his tapping. Yeah. And they got a little bit of outside pace. Yeah. Um, Jed Anderson obviously yeah. started to show some stuff. found some, some, kids, stuff too. Like some I, kids. I was shocked by this team. Like yeah, at the midway same. point, I was like, hang on a second. I had to start remembering names. Yeah, I was like, who? Who is this guy? Uh, yeah. But, uh, no. but great coaching from Scott and obviously. Oh. Um, they've done you have to give it to him like he's copped it over the last couple of years but you've got to give it to him that that was a pretty good effort yeah absolutely. and if they can get Josh Killeney next year then uh, yeah well they've done pretty well in the attracting the, him the, in the post uh, 2018 season so far in the trade they've got some good Paying names a fair bit of coin but I, I know what you're saying oh, you if, people, if people don't think right Jared Pollock just go back and have a look at A when he got drafted and what number and why Brisbane wanted him so badly because yeah. he, he's been hampered by injuries, which is why it's only now we're starting to see how good he He's A-grade and he will bring so much outside polish to this club that I think at North Melbourne people will start paying him the respect that he, I personally think he deserves because I did take a little bit of notice him of him during his under eighteen career, and I was oh, so yeah, and I wasn't surprised at all that um, Brisbane picked him up because yeah, he was fast and good ball user. Brisbane, that's where he was. Yeah, and then he went moved. He to got tra- yeah, he got traded to. He was one of the five oh, that that's left right. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, because it was all this whole thing of going home. And yeah, yeah, goes to Victoria. Yeah, exactly. So right. Marcus Adams wanted to get back to WA, but he went to Brisbane. Yeah, man. Yeah, right. yeah. The going home thing's a lot of rubbish. It's just it's contract tactics. I'm sure oh, there's yeah, some people that are homesick, but most of them just go, oh, well, I'm, I go home. I want to go home. Go so home. then I get somewhere else. Imagine, <laughs> we, imagine we did that in our job. Just said, oh, I've got go home. Fact home. I've got, yeah. I've got, well, you, you live in Melbourne. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, no, I want to work from home, sorry. There's another business that wants to hire me, though. Yeah. Go home. Go home. Got to get around my family. That's the other thing that the players always say. Yeah, they say. want to play AFL. Got to get around my family. Yeah, want to play AFL. Don't care where I play when I'm 18. But after two either. years or three years, I want to go I'll home. I'll have to go home. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, anyway back to North Melbourne. <laughs> Let's get back to North because the North, North Sport is going to go. Nobody talked Ooh. about us all year yeah. on the radio or other podcasts. We did all we bloody did. year. Absolutely, probably the so, only ones that did. Except there's a good, there's a couple of good North Melbourne podcasts, but no. But they were really entertaining. They, they were, were up there. They were good to good to watch. Yeah, they, yeah. they were they were genuinely really good to watch. Ben Brown, Dead Eye Dick. He, he should have won the common. It was a little bit embarrassing, and he went at the end with Jack. Just sort of, he led for seventeen rounds and it got taken. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a bit awkward. I guess it's Not like goes back to what we were talking gassed. about. Gas. They couldn't get it to him. He's making leads and poor guy banging. He, like, I mean, he's got this big mop of hair, so he, he's got a protective zone anyway. Nobody can get near him. But he's crusty the clown. He is. But he's just, if you speak to any of the old school forwards, they go, he's unstoppable Perfect because yeah. he leads straight. He marks at the highest point and he's so tall and got long arms. No defender out there can match it. So you've literally just got to he's kick quick it into a spot mm. for him. He'll do the rest. And then he's fast. he's fast and got a beautiful kicking style. I liked their game plan yeah. as well a lot of the year. I mean, ultimately the big problem is they had, they had no more energy left. They were no. So they, they got baked through the year and that was it. Yeah, they need to upgrade from their four-cylinder to a six or an eight. Yeah. They'll be good then. I think if Maybe they can really... put a really... turbo charge in a couple of players, <laughs> done. I think if they can work through the off-season to really... Yeah, I think fitness is the key thing. But yeah. then, then also endurance as well and little things like that. If they can improve on that side... They're a legitimately top eight side. That's the thing. All of a sudden, yeah. there's another contender. Another there's contender. How many teams are going to finish in the eight? At it's least 12. Ridiculous. That's the thing. It's yeah. just top 12 probably, th- probably 16. Well, that's why the AFL so... You know, apparently, today, there was... A, I think today or, or maybe tomorrow... Maybe... I don't know when it was. But basically, there was a, a big AFL meeting. Um, one of the things on the agenda, supposedly, was the uh, wildcard situation. Whether they want to introduce a, a wildcard team into the final. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you're not keen on this one, are you? I like the incentive of being top eight. I like because the incentive is there to win more games than lose, to mm. play finals. Therefore, you're a really good team. You can play finals, NBA, it's usually unlikely, but have 
a less than 50% win ratio. I'm like, you're getting rewarded for losing more games than winning and getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. Just so more teams can play finals. I'm like, what's the point of playing more? I don't get it. They're better off bringing in a, in a um, three grand final series, which I'm definitely That's against. That's not going to happen. No, it's never going to happen. <laughs> they won't Doesn't do make that. sense Well, at they're all. not going to do that, especially given the G contract's already been signed to like exactly 2054 right. or something. And we just changed the rule so that there wasn't a repeat grand final if there was a draw. There is no chance gassed, that'll happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, I know it's not. I'm just, I was just... No, 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 not yeah, you. Yeah. Just because we had people asking the question during nah. the week, what do you guys think about three? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no it won't happen. There's no point talking about it. It actually... You can almost guarantee in our lifetimes it won't happen. Ask any, Very uh, unlikely. Anyone who's even underage football, like 14s, 16s, 18s and like that, who play in a grand final, you know how spent you are after that. And you're young and yeah. and got lots of energy as a child. It's not you don't want to go and do it again the next week. You and then again. The worst. And then again. <laughs> and travel interstate. Like, Although if the first team wins the first two games, do they play the dead rubber? Oh, no. Surely that'd be it. Oh, it's too much. There'd be money in it. They'd have like to the, play uh, it. State of Origin, where they had the dead rubber in the end. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's another story. Back to uh, North. Back to North. Old mate North. Yeah. Oh, we can't. So what did you? Yeah, I don't want to talk what much you, about North because we keep getting distracted. What did you like most about them? Uh, oh, I, I liked their game style. I liked a lot of their their kids were quite exciting. I thought a lot of their veterans found form. I was surprised at times by Jared Waite. You know, one week he, he was dead and then the next week he kicked 12. Like, it was very Jared Waite sort of a season. But he did a bit better than I expected. I had Ben Brown second on the Coleman, so I wasn't really that surprised. I uh, had him just behind Danaher, which obviously didn't happen. No. Uh, no. Um, yeah. So, I mean, look, ultimately, good side and, and massive performance. I think it's the third biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I don't think Hawthorne's as much of a surprise. No. Not that, not as not much that as, as those much, three. No. I expected Adelaide to drop. I expected the dogs to. I actually expected the dogs to do a little bit better. So I guess it was a bit of a surprise. But they had so many injuries and yeah. Once you, as wrong. the season was panning out, you saw the dogs were always going to struggle as soon as those injuries started picking up. I didn't think Brisbane would be as competitive as they were throughout the year. That was definitely a big mm. surprise. But ultimately, they still only won five games. So yeah, no surprise. Really that, yeah. That's not a huge surprise in the end. But yeah, that's the thing. That that was it was a massive surprise to see them do as well. And it's it's not good for football with North always being this kind of, you know, little brother of Victorian football. Like it's always been this kind of they're always such a smaller club, you know, they were nearly moved up to the Gold Coast and their battlers and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. it's good, it's great. I hope I hope they're really competitive. And I, I do genuinely hope they're able to get some more free agents. I really Same. do I really genuinely want Josh Kelly to go there. I actually really hope that, that happens. It'll happen. It'll happen. I don't I want to But oh, no, I don't you care. You want to get him in Hawthorne. No, no. I, <laughs> That's why did, you don't want to do it. a good fit there. You probably will go him and, too. Him and Scully work well together. <laughs> no. Imagine that. <laughs> you no, book in another couple of yeah. flags for Clarko. I just like... The, I like how flexible... And, um, oh, what's the word that I was thinking of? Um, non-predictive. Well, no, for North Melbourne, non-predictive or less predictive they became... It's hard to talk about North, let's be with, honest. Well, they when once teams realise that oh they got Ben Brown mm. and they moved Zebel up forward, Zebel became another like target Zeeble. for him. And obviously, you'd love to have two or three Zebels in your team because he's such a hard nut, and you could play him off half back. Everybody love a lot of Zebels. Yeah, and he's such a good leader as well. He can play, but giving and he can lead. And because Cunnington and some of those young guys started playing really well in the midfield, yeah. it did free Zebel to go forward. And obviously, a bit like your Dangerfield Jim Martins. You give him space, he's pretty hard out one-on-one to beat because he's pretty explosive, he's good, good hands. And they, still do miss a, they still do miss an out-and-out star. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. I think if they had got a Dylan Shield or if they are able to get a Josh Kelly next year or somebody along those lines, it just elevates them to that next level. It's been so long since they've had an out-and-out game-defining star. And I think if they were able to get something like that, it means then... Like, what a lot of people don't realise is, like, especially, like, you look at the NBA as an example. Like, so many people watch players now rather than necessarily teams. Mm. And it is happening in the AFL as well. People would tune in to watch Sydney to see Buddy. Yep. They might have no interest in watching... A lot of people would have... Not might, I think definitely, but a lot of people would have no, no interest 
especially Victorian viewers, sort of no interest, but think, oh, well, this guy's a freak. Yeah. See what he's going to do tonight. And I think ultimately it's a similar thing If for North. They just don't have that star factor. And it hurts them getting the Sponsors free-to-wear uh, money. games, sponsors, sponsors, money, everything. Yeah. yeah. If they can get like a walk-up star... And a game-defining star. It doesn't have to be like at the absolute top. But of a shot. Kelly. But someone in that in the top. He Kelly for me is top twenty players in the league. Easily. Easy. And I think he'd. Be, I think he's just top ten. Yet he might be. I'd have to obviously sit down and do that. But he'd be pretty close to the ten. Yeah. That all of a sudden starts to elevate them. And then when he's on the big stage at, at the G, all of a sudden people, like, all, the, all the casual football watchers, will be like, "Who the hell is this guy?" Yeah. Jesus, he can play. Right. He's been up in in Sydney for so long. But if they could get an out-and-out out star, it would be massive. Massive for the club. And, and great for football in general. Pretty much post-carry, they haven't really had that. They haven't really had a massive game-defining star. No. I don't think. Not an enormous out-and-out out star. No, because... And people argue, oh, what about Boomer? Boomer was a very good player and a very consistent player. Was he player. a game-defining star, though? No, not not no. like a carrier or a buddy. Other or, people at other clubs weren't going, or well, a McGovern, I need to watch Boomer today. Or, no, he, he was just... You wish he was there all the time, yeah. And he'll go down as one of North's all-time greats. But, yeah, you're right. He's not an out-and-out match winner. He's a star, but not he's not in that top, top echelon. He's not your Gary Ablett Jr. And you're not watching it. You're not... That's exactly it. You're not... He's not that triple-A... No, he's AA. Oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah. It's not so much even about talent. He just doesn't have that pizzazz or... He's just not that sort of a player. They need somebody with... Star factors, you yeah, know what I'm saying, or star power, or whatever. Like and the, unfortunately, Daniel Wells was injured for ninety percent of the time he was there, yeah, and I he, was, he was going to be that sort of. A player, I think he was. I think given his ability at his best, he was going to be someone like a McLeod. But his just body just never held up. Yeah. So uh, Ali's sent through. Can North Melbourne make a play for top four? I think. Uh, I think it's going to be tough, but it's I think really hard. Oh, of course, yeah. the answer is yeah, but Absolutely. I think it's going to be very hard because... Of Everything would have to go right for them, though. Best 24 players, not having any injuries. Goldie having an absolutely brilliant yeah. year in the ruck. Brown kicking 60-plus goals. Well, think how many stacked teams you've got at the moment. Yeah. You've got Richmond, Collingwood, West, West Coast, Coast, Melbourne, especially... I mean, you're gonna, you have one to say of the Adelaide, if they get all the injuries right, right and are going to be fine. All that stuff. There's still too many question marks yeah. on that. GWS, the same. I think GWS is still going to be in the top eight. I think yeah. a lot of people are really un- underrated at the moment. The Dons look, look look a lot better. Sheil adds a lot to their side. Yeah. He's, he's a, such a good player. Yeah. Um, as we said, if Hawthorne get their new recruits up and running, and especially Scully without yeah. injury... Omira back. I mean, there's that's, another team that's got more a lot of depth, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for every team. Yeah, that's the to make top four, but I absolutely think North will give a. They're going to give a shake to the eight. So, but that's yeah. the issue is, as you say, there's just too many teams. I think in that top echelon to answer your question. Yeah, but uh, I think this far out, yes, absolutely. I think they of can, course they can definitely make a play for it, but I just don't see them winning enough games. Mm-hmm. Top four is generally like a 15, 16... It's a big jump up from where they were. And I just don't see them making that much of a jump, but it's possible. Absolutely. So, good question. Really good question. Yeah, I think so. So ultimately, we think... I mean, look, Hawthorne, massive surprise. Definitely one of the biggest surprises. Not the biggest, though. It's an interesting discussion with these three because a, a lot of what ended up happening was, was a little bit surprising with them. Yeah. Hawks, yeah. I mean, Hawks overachieved and underachieved when you... Simultaneously, you look at yeah. It. But I, I think ultimately they're probably slightly more overachieved than underachieved. But, yeah, it's probably 60-40. But, yeah, I still think that they had a very good season. They'll learn a lot and they're going to come back a lot better. Melbourne, I think we were very frustrated with all year. Yeah, and, and, and sli- probably slightly underachieved. I think they under, absolutely. Yeah. I, think they, I think they definitely... And internally, I think they probably... It's shameful it. they didn't finish top four. I think, I think that is fairly ridiculous. When you look at the final ladder, you look at there. So they, they were one game off. Finishing top four because Melbourne had got one thirty one and Hawthorne had one twenty, and that could have avoided them having to one go of the Geelong to games. West Coast. Max Gorn kicks it straight. That's it. Yeah, had a choke against Geelong. That's it. I mean, and then they don't have to go they? over to WA to play that prelude. Yeah, I think and then, they would have done it at the G, and it would have been a totally different situation. Yeah, G, G so against I, the Pies in a prelim. Where we? Yeah, that would have been enormous. But I think, 
Yeah, that's that. It's disappointing, but I think. That but overall, a, you've got a good year for them. Yeah. yeah, you have to give some credit. Well, they to improved it. on last year, so you yeah, can't bag them. It's just obviously you and I rated yeah. them pretty highly, as a lot of other teams did, and um, yeah, choking on the big, ultimately the biggest stage that they've seen ten in a long goals. time. Ten goals right, pretty, at, right at the end was pretty average. Yeah, pretty average. And then at the very end, North. Yeah, I think North. Big tick. Big tick. Fantastic effort. If they can, they've brought in Pollock and Pittard and a few other little pieces. And if they can really improve from there, great. But I just think they're still missing a piece or two. I yeah. just don't see them getting to the top top four, winning finals, and just dominating. I just don't see that yet. Nonetheless, all those little pieces allow Ben Brown to be that big star. But I still, that's that's a big if. I that's think a big if. I think this 2019 for me is they're all about them learning, getting better at game plans, different game yeah. plans against different teams, getting better at how to respond to different things. But ultimately, it's endurance and, and fitness. Because yeah. they were gassed really halfway through the year. Agree. And certainly three quarters through the year. So if they can improve on that, they'll be a seriously good side. But yeah. that's where that's where we sit looking now forward. after those three. I mean, I obviously can't wait for AFL proper to start, but I'm really looking forward to seeing these three teams next year. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing every team. Like, you know, you look at Adelaide, how are they going to respond after everything that happened? Mm. You look at Brisbane, we're so close to winning so many games, but, you know, are they going to be able to take that next step? Carlton can pos- can't possibly be as bad as they were. Sure, surely not. Uh, Collingwood... Gold Coast can, though. Gold Coast will. Um, Collingwood, you know, incredible... Risk. Can they back it up? Well, can they back it up is probably the big, almost the biggest question so far because how many teams have we seen that lose going finals and, and then that's it? That's Obviously, it. Some, some, you know, Hawthorne did pretty well. Some, some can do well, but, you know, Richmond didn't back it up. Ultimately, they lost in the prelim. And, um, you know, SNL, that's the thing, you go run through all the teams. Like, there's, there's, there's every team you can make a case for except for the Gold Coast. <laughs> so... Yeah. That's it. Well, that's, There's something. that's the full stop. <laughs> that so, thanks so much so for much listening, guys. Time. Take care. We really appreciate it. Thanks for watching and listening. And we'll be back next week, next week. with a wrap-up of the draft and at least two teams. Yeah, I think we'll do draft, Port and Richmond. And then the following week, we might do uh, St Kilda, Sydney, West Coast and Doggies. Yeah, I reckon we can put I reckon those four that, that might be the way to do yeah. it. Um, we'll just rush through, rush through the... Basically, we'll talk uh, about West Coast and not so much about the others. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, nah, well, Sydney is a bit to discuss. God, didn't they stuff it up at the end? Yeah, big but... stuff up. So we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> they barely kicked 20 points. Anyway, um, <laughs> definitely check out, before I forget, uh, check out Ed's... Uh, so Ed, our producer in the background, making us look a lot better than we are, Beyond the Game. Check out Beyond the Game. You must check out his Sharon... A video that he's done, he's done a Sharon documentary about the, the old mate football. Really, really quality stuff. Definitely check out of the his game, channel. Really. Centerpiece of the game, that's it, basically. Definitely check it out. Make sure you do that. Hopstome.com.au. Cheap craft beer. Yeah, cheers, cheers, everybody. Ed's in the background giving us a cheers. Thanks, Ed. Enjoy the night. Keep waiting. We're about 120 odd days to go. Candan's on. There's sort just, of. There's a little Christmas and then Christmas starts again. Legitimate Christmas. It goes for 26 weeks. That's it. See you guys. See you Thanks. next week.